Welcome to The Fix, the podcast made for the trades, where we sit down with inspiring individuals across the trades to discuss their unique take on the industry, including career paths, job site stories, overcoming challenges, and everything in between. I'm your host, Catherine, a marketer here at Odie, with my co-host and friend, Doug, one of Odie's resident experts in all things trades. The Fix is more than a podcast. It's a community, a community built to support tradespeople and inspire the next generation of essential pros. Let's start the conversation. Well, welcome back to another episode of The Fix. Doug, we have a really cool guest with us today, and I am super excited to talk to him about the three-season journey he has been on. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I'm I'm constantly trying to remaster the English language. Yeah. So the other day I was in the dictionary and I started looking up some words and I came across passion. So I wanted to refresh myself yeah. and I saw a picture of today's guest. <laughs> so this gentleman is so passionate about what he does. He made the dictionary. I love it. Well, welcome Spencer Brown, who is the director of sales at Fister Fawcett's, but also the host of American Plumber Stories. Yeah, appreciate you having me, uh, Catherine and Doug. And yeah, be careful. I know you said this could be 20 minutes, but I do get extremely passionate about American Plumber Stories and what we're doing. So just cut me off if it goes beyond. So definitely, absolutely passionate about this topic. Love it. Well, that's great. Let's dive right in. And can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you became uh, into the plumbing industry? So I've been with Mr. Fawcett's for 24 years. Going on my 25th, wow. I always thought someone working for 25 years was was old. So I, I'm hopefully <laughs> I'm not that category. Category, yeah, but I, I came out right out of college. I uh, was recruited by, at the time, Black & Decker, which owned uh, Fister Fawcett. So it was Price Fister at the time. Started in the retail channel, worked in channel marketing and at the factory. Went out in wholesale, lived in probably four different places. Yep. And, been with it ever since. So here I am as the as director with Fister. That's super cool. I love that background. We did uh, some of our guests earlier who was HSA uh, rep agency out of Chicago and Illinois. We're actually talking about everyone should start their journey in retail. Absolutely. So very applicable. So can you talk a little bit about what motivated you and the team at Fister to launch the American Plumber Stories and focus on educating the future generation about careers in the trade? Yeah, absolutely. So it, it, just like Odie, plumbers are very important to our brand. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the end user, a lot of the decision maker. We partner with them on all you know projects, and that's plumbers are is who we are. Without plumbing plumbers, sometimes our product may not be installed. With that, we have known the struggle that plumbers have been faced with over the last I don't know how many years. And so, where this idea came about was, we would talk to plumbers on. What their challenges were their number one issue was getting help getting right. the next labor next generation they love what they do but they're just worried they always said they could do more if they had it was their number one issue right every plumber doesn't matter where where it was and and i would always tell them because i know their successes i know how much they love their trade i would always tell them if you just told your story i think you could get people going here you got to get your story out and that's where the kind of the idea came from was American Plumber Story, where we'd go around and we would tell the story of, of how they got into plumbing, their successes, uh, their passion of what they do. 
And it was an opportunity for Fister Faucets for us to sponsor that and get our name out there as well. We had some perception problems within the trade on some things and sure. plumbers have perception problems of their trade. So I was like, let's do this together. That's where it came about. And it came about during COVID when I stopped traveling. We were traveling. I mean, I traveled for 22 straight years and then the music stopped. And right. so we sat around like everybody else did. And it, it gave our company an opportunity, like a halftime to stop and think about where we could take our brand, uh, assuming COVID was over, we didn't know at the time. Sure. Um, right. We so thought it was two weeks, out. right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what COVID did that a lot. It changed a lot. You know, there's bad things, obviously, but it, it changed the way you do business in yep. a lot of areas, even what we're doing today on this podcast with teams and things. And so that's where the thought process came from. And then just working with a plumber that let's find a way we're all in this together and let's, let's help this trade out as much as they've helped us over the last hundred and something years. Yeah. Oh, I think that's spectacular. And, and I would say we're right in the same boat of during the pandemic, it really gave us the ability to look at our business differently and look at how technology and what, how we can continue to communicate. You know, I sit on the marketing side and, and social for us is really what ended up blowing up for us because we were that one conduit that could talk directly to the end user um, with those who weren't being able to, to travel and uh, really gave us an opportunity to build a really nice community that um, has been so impactful for us that I don't know if necessarily would have happened if the pandemic wouldn't have happened. So I, I agree there have always been some um, blessings and also some of the downside from, from the mm -hmm. pandemic for sure. So how do you approach, you know, kind of removing that stigma associated with the plumbing profession through your conversations? Well, I think storytelling is very important in the visual of seeing this. You know, the perception is the everywhere you go, you could ask 10 people on the street tomorrow, what's a plumber look like? And they sure. nine out of 10 would probably tell you it's the bad guy, the white truck, the dirty, low income, low educated and so we felt like you've got to get that visual out there. You got to tell the story. So that's what the, the the videos show that that it's not that. It's very rewarding, and it's it's guys and girls that quote unquote don't look like plumbers, right? Uh, and that's the new new industry today. And that's we feel like the best way to to get that across is the visual aspect of it. Yeah, that's so impactful. So I would love to hear. Can you share with us like one of your inspiring stories or one of the um, you know plumbers that just sticks in your mind that whenever someone says, Hey, tell me about it comes to comes to mind. Absolutely. So Larry Jones out of Augusta, Georgia, probably one of the most inspiring stories I've heard, even if it wasn't in plumbing, it was inspiring, but it really connected me. We brought him to PHCC connect last year. I believe it was in Charlotte and he, and he talked and the room was packed. You could hear a pin drop. I mean, there was tears in, in, mm. in, in the meeting as well. And his story is so one of the most, you know, it's the American dream story. And when everyone asks me that question or would ask me what's my favorite, I, I love them all, but I'm really connected to the Larry Jones story with United Plumbing out of Augusta. One of my favorites, I guess, but I love them all. So if they're yeah. just not there, I, I don't want <laughs> no, to. No, 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 no. But I, I totally understand. We're not getting you into the who's your favorite parent, uh, you know, co conflict that happens. But yeah. that's wonderful. I talked to Larry yesterday, matter of fact, and we were talking about we're, we got some things we're going to work with him on the future. But absolutely, that's that's a good one. That's really cool. Well, I tell you, just for our listeners right now, any of them who have not watch some of the plumbing the american plumbing stories yeah 
they need to watch them. Yeah. I mean, just great job in production, great stories behind them. You even have a country music singer, I think, on there. I, I'm not a country music guy, but he sounded like somebody I should recognize, though. Yeah, you probably know his music is Craig Morgan, and he's ultimately our host of the show. He opens the show. and He's been a great supporter of it. He wrote the song in one day. Speaking of COVID, so when we approached Craig, he was shut down. No more concerts. So he was in his cabin in Alaska pretty much, you know, not doing anything. He couldn't go to concerts at all. And so uh, we approached him about being wow. the host. And, and I didn't tell him much about the show at the time. We were just in talks. And within two days, he wrote the theme song, awesome. texted it to me. So that came out as well. I'm not sure if that would have happened without COVID because he, he's busy on the road singing. And But he's been really good for us. And we've re- enjoyed having him as a That's host. Cool. Well, just a fantastic series, so everybody should tune in and uh, watch those. Can you tell us a little bit about women in the trades, things that you've experienced and seen in your travels, and, you know, what what do you see? Are there regional trends? Are there national trends? Are we still at a deficit from your point of view? You know, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's it's definitely there. You know, you brought up earlier in a conversation, you know, Paige the plumber. We, we're actually mm-hmm. she's going to be featured in one of our episodes in season four. Awesome. And we're going to need more of her type. The younger generation, they're going to have to lead by example in whether it's social media influencers that you, you see today or what we're doing, or somehow they're going to have to be, showcase that and, and show that women can can do this. We're seeing it that when we were at the Iowa Skill Trade, the Build My Future event, yep. I saw there was probably 50-50 women and, and, and men there are boys. And so I think just continuing to do that and promote it, absolutely. But I think they're going to need people to look up to. And I think that's really important. And Paige is doing her part, and uh, which y'all are doing as well. Yeah, for sure. When you prepare for an episode, okay, do you look regionally and try to find a contractor who fits that criteria? Do you have them submit creative ideas to you? What, how's that process work? That's probably my number one question is how do you find the stories? And there's the honest answer. That it's not a whole lot of method of the madness other than there's different criteria in the sense that I try to cover all plumbing. That's first of all, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's service plumber, new construction, multifamily, single family renovation, whether I do hospitals, just because I want to explore all of that. We take pride in America, American Plumber Stories. We try to feature as many areas of the country as we can. So everyone gets to see how things are done, where how, you, how you're going to be a plumber in New York and how it is different in Seattle and the difference. The story is definitely important. I think we do research that and see what they're, because that is part of the entertainment part of it or what mm-hmm. they're doing in the industry is important. It could just be, you know, some of it is just things just fall in our lap as well sure i mean it's it's hard to explain and things just just happen we've had people reach out we get people reach out all the time and and which is amazing because they'll email me and it's like four pages long of their story and that just shows how passionate they are and it's great right. getting those emails and hearing uh, what they do and how much this show has has hit a nerve for them in a positive way and they're thanking us like hey thank you so much for telling the stories of this and but yeah it's, it's different you know it's I don't know. Sometimes that's a hard question. It's a secret sauce, right? You know, we, we vet them out um, as well. We get to know them real well. And the irony is most of these guys that I've done stories with are are companies I didn't know before I did on Mm. season one. I knew a lot of them. Sure. And sometimes that helps me because not knowing them allows me to ask better questions because I get to know them on a personal level in their story. I didn't know Larry Jones. I had no idea. Even, 
even when I got to know him, I didn't know his story about his car collections and how he grew up and this poverty he was in. I had no idea. So that's that's so a lot of times you see the story unfold. I may not even know it until the day we're filmed. Sure. Uh, to an extent, it, it just kind of happens because it, it's real and it's natural. And then we just let it flow. That's awesome. Yeah, what a great. Is. So now that you've spent all this time with um, those who are, you know, in the trades and some that have had, you know, getting ready to retire, some of those that are just entering, you know, if you were to, you know, talk with those that were at the Build My Future event or, um, you know, students that are looking at what do I want to do, you know, what is some of your advice that you have for individuals considering a career in plumbing? And what are some of the things that they should know or consider? Well, so, and I asked, I asked a lot of our, our, our features that same question, what advice do you give? And the main thing is just, if they don't know, just try it and, and, and give it time. I think at first it could be difficult just because you start at the bottom, like, like all careers, you kind of start there, but just give it an opportunity. And I hear this a lot and plumbers will allow them to do this is this, you know, let me travel with you for two days or work with you for two days or, or two weeks or whatever. And every one of them will allow that. And it seems like just to tag along, see how it's like. Right. So just ask your local plumber and say, hey, can I can I shadow you for a week? And so many times that's that's how a lot of people get hired is they just drive like that way. Absolutely. And look at and just talk to plumbers who are in your in your area and and get to know them and, and just ask them because they're not teaching this stuff in schools, as you all know. Anymore. Right. Right. In fact, I had a conversation with a plumber yesterday. We we're just we we're talking and there's two ways. It seems like people become plumbers. The majority is their family was in it. Or they found it by accident. Mm-hmm. But you never hear about, I learned it through school. You right. never yeah. hear that like you would a doctor, lawyer, or anything else. And and, and that's that's kind of why we're in this situation. Yeah, and giving um, them that exposure and outlets um, so that they can have some, you know, ideas about what it is to be in the trades or be in plumbing for sure. Yep, absolutely. So how would you say, I mean, you, you said you've been in this industry now for 25 years. How have you seen it evolve? Obviously, we talked a little bit about the pandemic, but... You know, how has it evolved over the years and what are some of the significant changes or trends that you've really observed? Hmm, that's a good question. So I got to think 25 years from that's a long time. Ago, right? <laughs> I, know. I think this the, um, you know, the tools of the trade have just gotten so much better sure. to be able to install whatever plumbing product and the right. technology is it's gotten just amazingly uh, awesome for, in some cases, that makes it easier to plumb, not the sense that it's, it's anyone can do it, but you're just, you know, things are installed differently. More they're, efficient. They're simpler. We've had to some adapt all the time. Faucets is the last thing you see in the house where we're plumbing because that's the delivery of water. But 15, I don't know how many years ago, but the, the evolution of um, uh, tankless water heaters. Sure. We we had to adapt to that because of the flow rates to be able to turn the hot water on. At first, things didn't work that well with our faucets and tankless water heaters. PEX pipe, well, now that's everywhere. We had to, we've had to evolve our valve to build PEX adapters on that. Sure. Uh, low flow laws that we that's been out just constantly. The low flow shower heads. We've had to change our product to adapt to that. Not only from the shower head, but also on the, the to build our engineer our valve to accept those low flows 
So yeah, it, that's definitely a lot we've had. To, we're always the one to get blamed for everything because we're the ones everyone sees. <laughs> yeah, they don't see everything behind the wall, under the ground, and all that stuff. It's always the false. That'd be us. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, you, you know, I always tell people it's like you know, in your industry, in the faucets, you guys are the sexy end. See, uh-huh. now Odie. Okay, we're not sexy, but we make sexy work. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. It, you know, and and speaking of you know the sexy, it's like even finishes. I remember, you know, Chrome was it. You got Chrome, and yeah, not that, and anymore. that was it. And now with all these high end finishes that they have, and then you know Spencer, the protection of those finishes because the cleaning chemicals have changed. You know, mm-hmm. how big of a challenge has that been for you on that end of it? Yeah, that's why our warranty basically says it's a damn cloth and that's it. You got to rule out everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chrome's kind of coming back, though. It's rolling back in is that with a modern style, Chrome is there. Right. And I think I think it every, yeah. it, it'll ever go away. I'm anxious to see how long this black finish will last. Yeah. Um, it's been it's still hot, but took the place of Tuscan bronze a while ago. And Tuscan bronze went out. Yeah, for quick. sure. So, well, and it's a little yeah, bit easier from a manufacturing standpoint to hold the black over the oil rub bronze, just in the Tuscan bronze, because that's a, a mm-hmm. harder one to hold. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how trends come in and then come back. You know, they say, like, oh, yeah. you should have just kept your clothes from the 70s and you'd be all good right now. Avocado right? green. <laughs> yeah, let's don't go back there. Oh, no. <laughs> I remember when I started with the company, we were still selling a lot of white faucets, a lot of crystal handles and things. And combo finishes and uh it was simpler though we had maybe three finishes and that was it and six styles of faucets and yeah life was good we always <laughs> wanted more now we're be careful what you ask for yeah we can't make enough of it so i'm going to switch gears a little bit and i want to get back into you know talking about um, the american plumber stories and in part from the educating and inspiring the future generation what are other goals or impact do you hope to achieve with the american plumber stories on a marketing standpoint, it's definitely to show that Mr. Fawcett's is, is on the front line of, of in partnership with these plumbers across the country. That's who we are, and, and that's what we take a lot of pride on that. On the production side, I think just keep pushing the envelope on, you know, we get asked about, like, what's next, you know, besides right. the show. And uh, we're doing a lot of speaking engagements across the country. We're partnering with PHCC on several things and doing trade shows and events there. We'll just keep seeing where where it takes us. We didn't exactly have this plan laid out from the beginning. It's, it's just evolved. Is what was starting out as a is an idea has now become a mission, and that the plumbers have just been amazingly supportive of. So we'll see where where it goes. I think we'll just constantly tell the stories, and I think the the end goal is to just continue to get young people into the trade. Hopefully, we'll do our part. Yeah, I think that's excellent. Well, I always we always close out with asking our guests. You know, you spent, as we said, 25 years so far. What do you hope and dream that you will look back after another 25 years in this industry, and what it'll be like? So you got two tough questions today. <laughs> you know, like even for myself, like I sit back and I'm like, I really hope and even this small little work that we're doing here that we change the stigma and that we yeah. really continue to evolve the story around the importance of the trades. Mm-hmm. And I want, I know my kids to look at all options and look at what is available to them and whatever they choose they can, but I want them to look at all options. And I feel like, as a society, we've taken off options and we've just kind of pigeonholed um, what we expect. And 
I definitely want to make sure that around my kitchen table that kids can talk about whatever they think that they want to do in school and college might not be it. Uh, trades might be it. Yep. So, yeah, and I think that's probably one of the most rewarding things for us at Fister is that we get emails from high school trade schools. They're using our show as a curriculum when they show it all awesome. the time. And I think that's, and they send us emails and we'll send them care packages. And that's really rewarding to see. And I think that may be where we want to really get into the education system and use that forefront. And I think looking back, that's something I think will make a difference in and keep pushing that, that agenda there early on. Yeah. It's great that plumbers are watching this and that's what it's for. I mean, one of the aspects for, but ultimately it's for the, the younger generation who's not a plumber yet. Right. That's the target market. That's what we want to showcase because we want the plumbers we're showing to be, you know, we want them to, to be the, uh, the idol, the one they want to look up to. So we, we definitely want to get it in earlier and to see these high schools showed in their schools. That's, that's ultimately uh, where we want to get to. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Well, you know, Spencer, as an industry peer, um, I applaud you guys of the work that you're doing. Um, this is one of the things that it's really not about our brands. It's about the work that we're doing to help promote this industry and, and tell the story. And, you know, really, you guys should be proud about the work that you're doing and glad that we're able to continue and keep talking and having partnerships as we have a very similar goal in mind of helping and supporting the trade. So it's been really an honor to have you on today. And I thank you so much for your time. Yeah. And yeah, I tell you, you, and Spencer, I thank you because, you know, one of the challenges in life that we all face is, you know, am I different than everybody else? Why am I only experiencing these issues and no one else seems to be? Your platform and American Plumber Stories, okay, is giving the opportunity for those folks to understand that, hey, these are normal challenges, and this is what those folks have done to overcome them. So you giving that exposure, I think, is a tremendous help for everyone. Yeah, really so cool. thank you for that. No, thank you, and thanks for what y'all do as well. It's good seeing you the other day in Iowa, too, at the trade show. So, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll be there I again. I appreciate the time and uh, look forward to season four. We got two more episodes to film and then come September, October, we'll be launching it out. It should be, I think it's one of our better ones. So I'll keep that suspenseful there. Yeah, there that's awesome. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Well, we really appreciate it. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on this episode of The Fix. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss our next conversation dropping every Wednesday. If you have feedback about the show or a topic you'd like to see covered, send us an email at thefix@od.com or give us a shout out on social media. We would love to connect with you. Don't forget, you can get your daily fix by visiting od.com and we'll catch you next time.